Yes, you're gonna have people turn their backs, but it's time for us to keep it real. Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do, I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. I don't want to cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. And we're back. HBI podcast, health, business, and in between. And by some absolute miracle. My God, it is. It's all happening. All four of the boys are still here. This Ooh. might be a record. This, yeah, like, listen, we, we should be the standard. It might be a record. But the whole ride. team are here. Myself, Mina. Dan and Ben, and this is the longest stretch we've done, but part three, internal, external marketing. So obviously part one, and, and we'll say part two, was largely on the internal stuff we do. We just started break, breaking out into the external at the end of part two, and that's where we want to take up today. So we're going to try and run across, I think, the big four-pack today. So continuing on a bit, bit more around social media, talking a bit further about paid social media talking about obviously external business relationships, whether it's networking groups or just building relationships with other businesses. And then finally, events. So let's dive back in to social media. Obviously, we talked about a little bit of the infotainment. Uh, there were some big shout, shout outs to friend of the podcast, Rulon, 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 whose last name I couldn't say in a million friggin' years. Al Baruki. Mina, I'm looking. There we go. I was like, one of the boys here will have it. Uh, the man, the myth, who's looking good lately. If you're not following mm-hmm. really, you should. That boy has done some work. He is looking fine. And I say that in the most hetero life, mate, kind of way. But, you know. Yeah. He's a bull, bro. He's a big boy. He's a good boy. Um, but not the point of today, but we'll pump his tires up a bit anyway. So social it. media again, if we come back to it, and I think we're sort of hitting on Facebook and Instagram probably as the big key. And we talked very quickly about, you know, pick one and do it well and then add others as you have the time. Dan, you're a man who is all about social media. Talk to us about it. Mm. Yes, I've been a bit slack in recent months, but I would say without months. social media, um, what was that? Months, just like me, all of us. <laughs> oh, mate. I think my last post, I don't know who called me out. I think it was like Ethos, and he was like, hey, Dan, are you okay? Uh, I noticed you haven't posted in like two months. And I was like, I'm okay. I'm just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so, I mean, up and from when I started the business, even back in uh, like PT days, I'd say like pretty much everything I've done has been organic other than a random, you know, boosted ad or a bit of, you know, 50 bucks here, 50 bucks there. I've not really done any paid advertising. So I'll leave that to you boys in terms of Google ads and Facebook ads. But in terms of um, social media, free stuff on Instagram predominantly. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, if you can work out a good system of how to utilize that effectively can definitely be super, super um, effective in terms of return on investment. I would definitely hands down say without it, I would not be in the position I'm in with either of my businesses. Um, I remember there was a time to make you guys laugh. I almost got hacked on my Instagram, my business one. What was on there, bro? Here and realizing if I get hacked, I am absolutely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that is my entire database, all my leads. And like since that point, I've kind of then gone and diversified into some email and some other strategies just because I realized how I had all my eggs in one basket. But um, yeah, it's definitely a very, very powerful tool. What do we want to discuss in terms of logistics? I think, like, I think there's a big thing that you already mentioned there, right? Like the thing we talked about last week 
was obviously creating value, right? We're going to have to mm-hmm. reference him again. And I love him, but it pains me to do so is the old Gary Bay you know, jab, jab, right hook. Mm-hmm. You've got to give out some value, right? Like you, people yeah. aren't just coming to have to get sold out, but yeah. it's a lead generator as well, right? So you have to have a process where you are gl- delivering value and you are also then asking for people to come in. Now, mm-hmm. I guess where we go down this pathway is, what have you found been, you know, what do you focus on when you've been building those profiles? Yeah. So I think um, it's been a, obviously a trial and error over the last, you know, three years or so. Um, I think what I try and do and what has been the most effective, you know, in most recent times over the last 12, 18 months has been, you know, exactly that you know, analogy of the jab, jab, hook, where it's like, you number one, you want to know, you want to have some clarity on who your audience is and who you're actually trying to serve because for a while, there you know i kind of got stuck in the um the problem of trying to chase two rabbits and catching none in terms of like i was trying to write content for the clinic and i was trying to write content for the education it's like two different people that i'm still talking about health and still talking about performance and rehab but it's like a very very different language um uh, of how i'm explaining these concepts to john and susan who have back pain versus you know yourself and ben who want to upskill and you know improve their clinic and improve their skill set so i think understanding who your market is and who your niche is is the number one thing that's important because then that's going to determine how you um, how you write your message, how you deliver your message, how you convey your message, the language you use, the tone you use. Um, because essentially what you want to try and think of is like, what is you want to create an avatar and then write your message deliberately to that avatar and try and almost put yourself in their shoes and think like, you know, if I was reading this content, would it resonate? You know, what are the problems I'm experiencing? What are the solutions I need? Because you want to kind of create that situation where, you know, we've all had it before. You read someone's content or you go on someone's page and you have that like, holy shit, like I need this. It's not a want. It's like this guy understands me. He, it's like without even knowing me, you already connect with that person because you feel like they know what your problem is. They understand your problem better than you understand your problem yourself. And they have the solution that you didn't even know existed and it's right in front of you. So that's sort of like what I try and create is like, okay, we'll try and understand that and reverse engineer the process. And then from there, it's pretty easy. You're just writing content that is aligned with that message to that person. And then it's just the process of consistency to build some trust because you know you need three things if someone's going to buy from you. They need to like, know you, first of all, know you exist. They need to like you and they need to trust you. If they know you, like you and trust you, then obviously they're going to be a much more warmer audience or a hotter lead. And then eventually, you know, they're not necessarily going to buy from you, but it's like if you can just show up and be consistent, those are going to be, you know, very, very hot leads in the future for when you do throw that metaphorical punch and you do then put an offer or a call to action out. Perfect. That's good, man. It's most I heard you talk for a long time. Oh, mate, it's made up the last few weeks. <laughs> it's, um, business. Got to get him talking about business. So, biomechanics, the two Bs. True, true. So, Dan was on the money there. He spoke about, um, obviously, you know, some, some sales stuff and obviously the direction and strategy that goes into his content production. So, as anyone knows who listens to us, we all obviously live in the social media spaces and we all, you know, try our best to always one up each other or whatever it may be. So it obviously depends. Like it's also about working with the social media platform as well and, and working out the ins and outs of, you know, Instagram or LinkedIn, TikTok or whatever. Obviously creating content native to the platform is going to perform better because the system rewards you for using those, I guess features new features for example like you know igtv at one time reels now um stories obviously always engage well anyway 
we don't want to delve into that too much, but what what we think is really important is obviously knowing, like obviously you've got to be a great clinician, but being a good marketer and promoter of not only yourself, but you know, your services and your team. So I think social media is a, a free way to do that basically. And you, um, you know, can, it's permissionless. And that was one of the things that really changed for me. Like when I started running my business, it was, I was no longer working under someone who was telling me what I could and couldn't do. It was like, all right, well, I need to get out of the mind frame of asking permission to do things and just saying, fuck it and just doing it. So that's, that's the beauty of social media and having your own profiles and your, you know, your own governance to a degree of your accounts. So I think that, you know, the main message there is to know that shit's permissionless and um, Dan mentioned avatar, which means that obviously that's your select audience that you want to aim at. So you can just create contextual content to your avatar. So very good, bro. Thank you. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, I'm just going to, cause this is obviously not the how to social media episode, but mm. the two key things there, right? Like, again, I'm going to reiterate it. Know who you're, uh, you are targeting, right? Like the simplest way to get no one is to target everyone. Like it, it just doesn't like you're talking to absolutely no one. So know your target and know where they hang out because that'll help you pick the platform. Number two, this is going to happen a lot. Nathan's book recommendation right here, Story Brand by Donald Miller. It will make your marketing so much better. But the crux here is just remember that your job as the health practitioner is to guide people, not to lead them. You are not the hero of the story. You know, you are the Gandalf in lord of the rings right you are helping guide the ring to be destroyed and if you make all your social media marketing about you and how great you are it honestly comes off really trashy and you're just going to also like get a bunch of other sycophants that follow you along and it's not a good way to do business so remember what your purpose is when you are providing that content now i'm going to double up while i'm here and chatting along Social media, and then the other thing that comes, I like, I think they get linked in a lot. We talked about it briefly early is Google and Google AdWords, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, these kind of things. If you don't have a Google My Business, you don't belong in business. I will quote that in like, it is a free resource that might be one of the simplest and most important resources for any business, right? Like, I mean, Jesus, it's free people get around it like this is how people find you and people on google are looking for you so free resource needs to be optimized you need all your data there it actually allows you to post on it which google rewards really heavily and for the apra uh registered crew google testimonials or google reviews are a gray zone in that you know as most people would know that ella um Apparatus practitioners cannot have reviews, but Google's sort of a weird gray zone where we have no control of it. So if they do turn up there, they're allowed to be there sort of thing. You can't, you know, ask for them, but patients will still give them and it looks good for you, right? What a good Google My Business does besides help people find you is also help you rank higher on Google. Now, obviously, SEO and all that and other strategies in terms of ranking, the one, in my opinion, the most important thing you can do is turn up in the map pack. So if anyone's ever been to Google, you'll see the ads turn up, which are the paid ones. You then see the picture of the map with like a top three or five businesses. And then you see the actual websites below. Apparently, according to recent research, 80% of decisions made on the map pack. So if you don't show on the map pack, 
you don't show anywhere, right? And like, again, I've just done some work with this, so I am loosely and well, quite intimately aware of what makes you rank. And it's like the high amount of reviews you have. It's technically Google rewards you for applying to reviews. You need to be ranked on various directories, which are kind of like white pages because Google looks for more proof that you are what you say you are kind of thing. Uh, within every Google My Business, there's a link to a free Google site, which also ranks up as well. And so if you can get these things turning, you're going to turn up high on it. And this is mostly an unpaid thing that you can do yourself. So incredible. But coming back to the ad side of stuff, right? Like with getting like organic reach is severely limited on most of our pages, right? Like probably less than 10% of your people regularly see your stuff. Facebook, Instagram, Google to point, they're paid to play, right? And so if you don't have a big following early on, you can use different strategies like booster posts, awareness campaigns to build a following. And then as a secondary, you can retarget that following to sell to. It's kind of like a paid version of the jab, jab, right hook, right? And, you know, it's something that I've found great success when I was getting my practice going and using Facebook ads and Google ads. Now, Google ads, I find, are very dependent in terms of lead cost on location. So if you were in, like, when I was in Geelong, great spot for Google ads because you've got a big, vast population density that's all within a confined space. North Frio, if anyone knows North Frio, it's like a thin sliver surrounded by a river and an ocean. Less good. Lead costs go real high and you don't get a lot of quality out of it. So, again... It's positional there. Facebook, Instagram, though, work really well. But in general, this is one of the big differences between the two. Facebook and Instagram ads, you're going to need to put some kind of deal because you are stealing attention. People went to Facebook and Instagram to see what Steve's doing and how his new job's going. And suddenly your clinic's like, yo, come see me. If they're going to give you that attention, you better be giving them a deal. It's just a fact, right? On Google, they're already looking for you. You just need to turn up. So again, they are paid strategies as part of an external marketing and what they both rely on. And I, I know I'm ranting here, so I will hand off shortly. I apologize, boys. But the other thing that this all relies on is having a good website, right? Your website is very largely a sales funnel that creates awareness for people, right? So if you, people will link back to your website to see how, you know, what is your typography? What are your pictures? What's going on? Do you look like someone they can trust? Again, coming back to, Dan's idea of liking and trusting. If you have a landing page that's black and white with no photos, you need to get out of the ni- 1965, mate. Like it's it's not good enough. So these things will provide good organic leads for you. And they're things that just trickle in and fill up the gaps for you. So they are, from an external marketing point of view, integral in making sure your business moves forward. I'm going to take a breath. I tried to put the hand up, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> um, I'm right. Um, but yeah, I think just to add to that, it's like if I always say, if you if you go on someone's page, whether it's you know website or um, Instagram, like whatever platform you're looking at, you should be able to tell exactly who they are, what they do, who they serve, and what the product or services they're providing within you know 30 seconds or within the scrolling three rows down on their Instagram page. If it's not consistent, then I think there's work to be done. And I think like uh, someone who does it really good. Um, is you know Woodford um, you know he like people say you know he sounds very repetitive but it's like I think that repetition in his message is actually really really good and really strong because it's like he has the same two or three things he talks about but it's like always consistently the same content the same message the same principles which means you either resonate with it or you unfollow it 
Um, and if you unfollow, it's like, cool, it's not the right connection between you know, the right consumer and the right product. But if you stick around and you hear the same message over and over again, you resonate with that message and those people are going to be the, the people that like and trust in and then eventually probably end up buying these courses or sign up for coaching. So I think that's an important thing too, is have like, you know, be clear, but also be consistent. And then it should be very, very obvious when someone goes on your page about like, who is this person? What do they do? And how can they help me? Yeah, 100%. Well, let's jump past all the digital side of the world then. Let's go back to the, some of the most basic and crux for getting practices going and maintained. Relationships with other businesses. I mean, everybody here knows that we work with a lot of gyms. I know Ben obviously has intimate relations with a number of GPs, other health practitioners. So like over the physios, osteos, myers, remedial, you know, some people I've, I've had relationships with real estate companies, right? Where I like look, I'm their guy that looks after their people. Like building, you should have numerous of these relationships and you should be fostering them, right? Like you should be reaching out and trying to create new ones. And if someone, this comes back to the idea early, way back in the first episode about gifting, if you've had a gym or a place that sends a lot of people to you, you should gift back to them to say thank you at times just to remind them you're there and to keep you know, rolling that relationship. And the thing is, these aren't hard to build, especially with social media again or email. You can lean into most of these places and worst case scenario, they say, no, I don't get back to you and you move on. Jump in, Mina. You haven't spoken yet. Yeah, I, I really agree with this. And, and something that um, kind of Dan tapped on is, is your avatar. So there's so many people, I guess, that are going to help your business. But what's really important um, is that you find the right people that are going to suit your business, right? So for me, I might have a look at all my kind of target like audience and I have a lot of kind of, I have a lot of um, traders, I have a lot of athletes and, and I target people that align with those values. And that's what I think is really, really important. So I reach out to a lot of companies. <clears throat> we are constantly, we reach out to about five to 10 companies every day. And the way we've been able to expand our reach has been absolutely huge. So in the last kind of what, 10 months, we've been able to onboard an extra thousand clients just from reaching out to about 10 or 12 different sorts of avenues. So it's a massive return on investment, especially if you pick the right crowd. Um, and for kind of the people that are running these businesses and you're confused about where to start, there's nothing wrong with employing someone that's in the field of doing this sort of stuff. So it's a really, really, really crucial part of your business. But if you can't fit it in, you can hire someone to do it for you. Nice, man. Yeah, real Agreed. nice. Yeah, and even touching on what Nath was saying before, you don't have to be an expert about, you know, running Facebook ads and social sponsored ads and all that sort of shit. And, you know, being a an absolute weapon at website copy and email copy and all the rest of it. Like there are obviously several professions who do this sort of stuff. So I think it's really important to have your finger on the pulse and understand the mechanics of each aspect of your business, especially like the promotion of marketing is so, so important, but um, you don't have to be an expert. So I think Mina is on the money there. Like, um, you know, whether you contract someone or you employ someone to do these sort of things. And as obviously you have more cash flow, more resources, you can dedicate these resources to these um, branches of your business. But yeah, it's, it's trying to manage the business and the clinical side of things and everything is like, it's a lot to do. So it really comes down the, to the, one resource as well. The, the beautiful part about this is once you get the structure in place, a lot of it can be automated, right? So 
you know, when you look at things like Google AdWords, there's even companies um, like your business listing who focus on putting you in certain areas to register up in Google. And I've had to revamp my whole entire website, my Instagram and my articles that I publish to make sure that everything is in line with what Google needs to do. And now that Tash has kind of put all these things in place, um, everything's now automated and I can do everything myself. So if you just pay someone to do the initial structure, then you will save yourself a lot of time and you will have a lot of control because a lot of, a lot of businesses want control, right? And when you kind of give to someone else, they kind of feel like they're losing track of, of what they're in control of. So um, these are sorts of things that you can look at adding into your business to make sure that you understand how the marketing works, you're in control of the marketing and you're, you're getting the right info out to your clients. But it's been a huge, huge part of our business and I wouldn't be able to open up Brisbane if I kind of didn't have the social ability to be recognized and open up in a place like world gym so the the marketing definitely pays nice man i think final step then like so before i know that we're shorten up events right like i think this is the stuff that a lot of practitioners are fearful of or don't look at and it's such an easy way to do things and so when i say events it can be internal events like running workshops on stress on movement on i did a deadlift workshop it can be external events i'm doing those same things in those businesses we just spoke about like i've been into um doing like a lunch and learn where i bought a bunch of lunch for a bunch of real estate agents and discussed you know sitting posture and book 15 new patients from it right like these are simple events that very cost you a little very little but you know ryan myself sort of went down to work at the surf life saving club on the weekend we had five new clients come in from it mm-hmm. it was essentially a free event like you can go pay to work at big ones get huge access but and then like if you we we're talking about before when mina said if you don't know what to do you can hire people when i was new into geelong i joined a networking group so i was i joined a bni so business networking international there's about fifty thousand offshoots puts you in a room with a bunch of other business owners in different categories and you own one spot. If you're new in an area, it's a very easy and affordable way to build into a network. You just do your due diligence and make sure the people in the room are people you can work with. Like, these are all good external strategies to have to make sure that your books are full and you can continue to grow to the level you want, right? Like the only thing that is required, like we've given you, Jesus, I hate to know how many strategies are across these three things here. None of us are doing all of them. No, nah, that's right. Because it's too much. So pick the ones you're good at and lock them in. And then when you've got time, if you want to try something else, and usually the one you think you're going to be crap at is the one you should try, lock mm. it in and see if you're right or wrong and see if it delivers what you need. Like I've done a singular talk and had 40 new clients book from it, right? 45 minutes of my time. 40 talk new about. clients. Great right? talk. Like it's, He's like the it wasn't even Jordan Belfort of chiropractic. That. But it wasn't even that good. Um, but people were keen. But we had a process where they could they were keen, they booked straight away, and it was on. Boom. So it's it's not that hard. Because then once they're in there, if you deliver a great service, it does like there's no stress ever. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> and another thing that they can do, like something we just trialed out not long ago, and we're able to pull nearly five thousand dollars worth of work in pretty much 20 minutes, is we contact business owners, and especially around this time you want to kind of reward your people. So reaching out to businesses and asking the businesses to pay for vouchers to give to their people. Like we reached out to three businesses and we struck with each one of them, 
right? Mm-hmm. And sold a thousand dollars worth each in about 20 minutes, right? So once you've established your brand, when someone says, Oh, we're here for my body clinic, you know the first thing they're gonna do, like you mentioned, Nate, they're gonna go to your website, right? They're gonna check your validity, they're gonna have a look at your content. They're like, you know what? We want to be aligned with these guys because we feel they hold the right values. So you just never know what opportunities are gonna come from your marketing. So, yes, sometimes you do have to pay a bit of money, but it definitely is the return on investment. Um, and it is a massive learning curve. So you're not going to get it all right 100% of the time. Like we've been doing this all for quite a long time and only now we're starting to establish what's working well for our businesses. So um, you won't be good at everything, but like pick and choose, like what Nate said, and you'll definitely find something that works for you. And know that things do take time to resolve. So listen, there's three massive episodes of Massive Value. Please make sure you take some notes. Make sure you give it a go. We really appreciate you being here. So please, if you've learned something, grab that screenshot, throw it up, tag us all in, HBI podcast, you know, North Rio Cairo. So what is your Instagram handle, Dan? It changes all the time in my mind. Dr. Dan Tell me before I get it wrong. So, it is just Dan, Dr. Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan, Coke Bride with a dot in between Dr. and dot in between Dan. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and then obviously results-based physio and my body clinic. And give us a five-star review wherever you're getting your podcast. Legends, we appreciate you being here. Have an epic day. And we're going to speak soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys.